Hello, happy Tuesday, because I guess that's our new day to release episodes now. Hey, everyone. Welcome, Greg. Uh, why am I the only one dancing? I don't know. I was just kind of tell you wrong? I was distracted because uh, the neighbor across the street is mowing his lawn. They just moved in. The lawn is very long and he's mowing it on the lowest setting. And I can tell the lawnmower can't handle it. It's shutting off and I'm oh, kind of laughing. Gosh. I'm kind of laughing. Looking, yeah, you were looking at something, but um, I learned something new today. Okay. That apparently you already knew, but I didn't. Uh, that Wikipedia has a, an incidents page yes. for Walt Disney World. So you can go on there. If you just Google Walt Disney World incidents, it will pop up on Wikipedia. And it will tell you basically all the terrible things that have happened on each ride at Walt Disney World. I wonder yeah. if we could do an episode on that, but not have it be a big bummer. Because I'm guessing... Well, that's... you know I love to be a bummer. No, no, I was thinking, I have a feeling some of them have to be like out like out of this world right like how does that happen to people i don't want to hear about people's ankles right. getting rolled over but well maybe we'll do a little tease and see what kind of response we get because i added the two for for my topic today to okay. it and so i was like i don't know we'll just see we'll see how it goes people might be like quit being so negative beth because i guess i i probably do come across as the really negative one in the in the show but that's okay are that's you okay. saying that you it's the person real. who brought in the one-star review segment might be <laughs> exactly might be perceived right like i'm <laughs> adding i'm only adding more <laughs> negative things to my and i'm usually ranting about something so well I, I i feel like i rant i haven't done a good rant Just in a while because i love it so much people come on that is true if we didn't care we wouldn't talk about it that's right nicole and i we had the care because we care distinct pleasure of visiting some parks over the weekend because we're allowed yeah. back in. They, they lifted some blackout dates for us cast members and we got yeah. to go to animal kingdom for the first time. Nicole, this was Nicole's first trip to animal kingdom since she stopped working there. So it was over a wow. year, it was like a year and <gasps> four months or something like that. Seriously. Yeah. How did y'all let that happen? I've been back. Just Nicole has not been back. She just was like, I need a break from you. Yes. Like we're, we're breaking, we're on a break. Yeah. So we so basically, she mended her relationship is what you're saying. We created some positive memories at the park at animal kingdom. Good deal. We had a delicious lunch at Satuli Canteen. And I, if you were watching, I don't know if it was my personal Instagram or that park life. It might have been mine at the Disney Greg. But Nicole and I walked a trail that gets you to the very bottom of the Tree of Life. And I swear, I know I've heard people talk about it. I've just have yeah. never done it. And I totally forgot it was there. And you can really get up close and personal with the Tree of Life. Oh. And my goal is to post a couple of photos of it. And you guys tell me how many animals you see because there are, I mean, we saw a horse. We yeah. saw a monkey There's sticking no out line. of it. We all, I mean, we talked about it in our park life and our uh, park icons deep dive. Yeah. And I know that they're in there and there's like 300 plus animals, but I didn't know that there was a horse with this whole leg sticking out of the tree that I've never seen before. I mean, it's not just in like things were popping yeah. out. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to post some. I got some nice up close photos and hopefully you all can see those animals as well. Good we deal. had a, a beautiful time in Magic Kingdom because there was Always. supposed to be a Hurricane Isaias, which I just learned because I've been calling it Isaias because that's how it looks like it's spelled. But apparently it's Isaias because we have to be difficult about everything in the U.S. So everything. But since there was a hurricane forecasted, there was mm -hmm. no one in the park. I mean, we were there for three and a half hours. We did seven attractions, had a quick service meal, watched two cavalcades, and had at least mm -hmm. two or three different character from a distance interactions. Yeah. 
Did you um did you guys get a bunch of rain or anything? I don't remember. No, I feel like it rained it in the morning like, and that was about it. Okay. I know. I'm like this weather. So I have learned that they that's I, I don't know if I said this on last week's episode, but the weather guy was talking about how it's really hard to get information on hurricanes this year. Did I mention that? No, I don't think so. Okay, so our like weather guy went on and he did this whole thing about like um it's really hard to get information on storms this year because there's no flights. So because the flights are shut down, that's where they would get a lot of their information on like where exactly storms were and what's happening and like get a lot of readings. Yeah. That's where there'd be all this. Well, it could do this. It could do that. That. And it's like, so it's kind of scarier because we don't really know exactly like what's happening. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think a lot of the models right now are kind of matching up for storms because there's not a lot of information that people are like, well, it, this means that it probably could do this. They're all kind of just going off of the same stuff. So that's why it's going to be a little bit weirder of a hurricane season this year. Hmm. And if you don't live on the East coast and you don't deal with hurricanes, it's just something we deal with every year, but it's just a little bit different because it's kind of important. We need those readings. Yeah. And uh, you know, we're lucky here. We didn't really get anything out of the coast of Florida fared a little bit differently as compared mm-hmm. to central Florida. And I know some people out there, so hopefully, you know, everything was okay there, but yeah, I think they us, said it's, it's supposed to make landfall at Myrtle beach. So it's kind of, I think going through like Charleston's getting a bunch of rain right now, yeah. but we're getting rain, but that's like, I think it's totally unrelated. <laughs> we also had a, now you, I talk about how Nicole, it's my, for those of us who were new, it's my wife, Nicole. Um, how her love of Donald is unparalleled, right? Uh, That's her number you one. You it wrong. It's Donnie. Donnie. D-Money. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't see it in my story, I'm, I know I'll post it to the, to the regular account at some point, but if you're worried about a lack of magic, let's say, in the parks, sometimes magic finds you, and sometimes you have to go out and find the magic. And I think what Nicole experienced yesterday was a little bit of both. Because mm-hmm. she went out of her way to make sure she got Donald's attention. And then they had an exchange back and forth that went like 30 seconds. And it was the best. She was basically like making out with him via air. Yeah. Well, that's one <laughs> way to put it. <laughs> yes. They had a moment. And it yeah. was 100% what I want out of my Disney experiences mm-hmm. and my time at a park. So it was really cool. It so was, those things were still happening. He was acting happening. like all bashful. But then he was also blowing kisses. Yeah. And, and after the video, after I stopped recording, he was doing the call me motion to Nicole. <gasps> he um, was being very flirty, Greg. Yes. And then I one mean, of the, so at, this is at the time of the, the day, at the end of the day at Magic Kingdom when the Fab Five or some of them are up there, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Pluto, Daisy, right? That's that five. Anyway. Um, and then some of the other cast members who you would see in the movie, Shake It Parade, they've got like the confetti kind of outfits, right? Like they're ready to dance yeah. kind of thing. So they were up there too, waving and smiling and, and posing. And then when um, Donald did the call me sign to Nicole, uh, Nicole said, oh, you know, of course I'll call you. And then the cast member right next to it was a female. And she was like, Daisy is right there. And Nicole, of course, is always like, well, she's got to find out sometime. And they had and they had a big moment. Nicole needs to um, have a new Instagram handle that's just like Nicole Duck. Um, <laughs> like the secret, Nicole Duck. Nicole Duck. You'll be like, Nikki what is Duck. that? You're like, you don't even know. You don't, you don't even, even know. No. Maybe Nick, I think what Nikki is Duck. Donald's last name? If you put it together. Yeah. Figure it, together. it out. <laughs> figure it out. So I don't know. Will we? Yeah. Good stuff. So we're, um, we're talking about yeah, part two. We're deep, we're deep diving again today. Deep diving. Deep into, dive uh, for spinning rides. Part two. Part yeah. two. We have yeah. one ride left at Magic Kingdom. Then we have one mm-hmm. in Animal Kingdom and one in Hollywood Studios the hollywood studios since i went to animal kingdom this weekend and it's like fresh on the brain maybe we'll start over there okay. and, get, and get that out of the way because it's 
a Dumbo replica, I guess you could say. Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about Triceratop spin first. Spin. I, it's not Triceratops spin, in case you're wondering. It's Triceratop because it actually has something to do with the top. More on that in a moment. Just one top. Disney describes this uh, or says, has this to say about Triceratops spin. Fly high in a dinosaur around a twirling tin toy top at this delightful carnival-inspired attraction. Climb into a four-person Triceratop gondola. Gondola? I thought a gondola was a thing on like a track. Yeah, I guess there's multiple things. I guess there that are. That doesn't make any sense. Gondolas. Gondola. <laughs> uh, climb into a four-person Triceratop gon- <laughs> gondola. Gondola and prepare for liftoff! <laughs> exclamation point. Bob up and down, forward and back as you sail through the air to festive music. Don't be surprised if something prehistoric appears from the giant crown in the center of the top. It's kind of cryptic, right? Like, I mean... It's a big dinosaur bone falls out. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Do you feel like they kind of phoned it in on the Dino Land area? <laughs> the, you I know mean, what the strange thing is? Is that the backstory of the land, which we've talked about before, right. is a lot, but the execution of it, I think, is where right. the ball dropped. Right? They put like... They put I mean, a lot of time they, into yeah. it, but then didn't do it. Well, I know they didn't have budget because that was the main thing was a budget. But it's like y'all still could have. I mean, we've had plenty of time for them to go back and kind of do so. I guess they're going to do that now. Like maybe they're kind of thinking about doing that now. Yeah. But I don't know. It was just like, sure, let's just whatever. Just make it look as good as you can. And Try your best. When I, I was know. on uh, when I was a guest on the After Hours live show that with Colin, who's been on the show Jason yeah. has been on the show before. One of the topics we talked about was if we had to replace Dinoland, what would we replace it with? So like we had just talked yeah. at length about that. And I still want a Pocahontas themed area. But incidentally, we saw Pocahontas floating around the yeah. river of uh, Animal Kingdom the other day as a as a character meet or as a cavalcade, if you will. But anyway, so uh, I know we just kind of mentioned the Disney story of the land and we talked about it in previous episodes, too. But a brief refresh so Dinoland in general was about scientists that created the, the dinosaur attraction and blah, 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 blah. They live there, whatever. Chester and Hester were two locals there that were also trying to make a quick buck, kind of like emul- emulating what the dinosaur ride was. They converted their gas station into a souvenir shop. That gas station souvenir shop still there. And they didn't want to continue to be outdone, so they turned their parking lot into a small amusement park called Chester and Hester's Dinorama. And then within that is... Triceratops spin and those midway games that are there. And of course, Primeval World, which we talked about on our coasters of WW. So there's some story there as to why this kind of looks like a carnival because the storyline, which sounds like they're backtracking or they're trying to make an excuse a little bit that is supposed to be kind of cheap and a knockoff of real attractions according to the storyline. Well, I mean, that's kind of how it is. They achieved. Congratulations. <laughs> You've succeeded. So, so I guess in that realm, they yeah. were like, I don't know, just make up a really good story about it. Which how many people like. No, no one knows. I it. mean, how many people really know the story of a lot of things at Disney? Yeah. You know well, what I mean? With this one, the hints are much more subtle, if not like undetectable. You gotta go digging, yeah. No pun intended. Or maybe some puns intended. Let's maybe talk so. about some construction info and other stats on this ride. It opened in November of 2001, which is not when Animal Kingdom opened. This came yeah. later. Believe right. it or not, there was a time when this area didn't have Triceratops spin. Yeah. How did they get on in their lives? How how <laughs> low was attendance until they... There? Yeah, seriously. It was such a low attended park until they brought in the big guns. Um, 
You can fit four people into a ride vehicle, depending on the dimensions of the people. So let's say up to four, up to four guests. There's no height requirement on this attraction. It doesn't really oh. do a whole lot. So that's kind of no. interesting. But obviously, you got the buckles there. The ride itself was built by a third-party company, Zamperla, which I've mentioned before in this podcast before. And also, that was the supplier of some of our attractions at the amusement park I worked at on Long Island, which is kind of nuts. Oh Who knew? Same caliber. Yeah. Um, the design for the attraction, though, was still completed by Walt Disney Imagineering. They oversaw the creation the whole time. They were there to choose like the colors of everything, the vehicle, the ride itself, make sure everything fit into the vibe that they were creating of the Dino-Rama, Dino-Land, cheap carnival vibe that they were going for. Right. They um, really just paid attention to all those details. I talked about in, in Disney's description of this, they say keep your eyes peeled for something prehistoric popping out. So for each of the ride vehicles you're in, if you just look to where they attach to the center thing, a little like a little thing pops open and a little dinosaur comes out. A lot of them are balancing a ball of some kind. And obviously okay. they're nice and colorful and whatnot. Um, some of them are balancing it while they're doing a handstand and things that are things I can never do. <laughs> so they're just there to make you feel bad is what they're you're just, saying? They're taunting me to be like, hey, we, are, we went extinct and yet we could do this and you That's guys right. can't. I think I'd be more forgiving of this ride if, excuse me, this attraction, if you could, if you had better views from the top, you know, I can, I mean, when you go up in Dumbo, like you can see a lot yeah, of things. Yeah, you can see the back of the there. castle. You can see the other lands. It's like nothing at the Triceratops. Yeah. It's like, I mean, oh, it's higher up than everyone else in this little area. <laughs> yes. Cause you know, the, the end like, of the park is right there. The boneyard. Like the you boneyard really is no. right there. You can't really even see that. So. No. I mean, yeah. when you go when you go up high and you look over the gift shop and the end of Primeval World, there's a road back there. Like that's the yeah. that's the perimeter of the park. Yeah. Um. I I've driven back there and I have a story that I I don't think I'm allowed to tell on this podcast. There's a tease oh, well, for you. Well, You're welcome. For well, it's so interesting, but like I'm not supposed to talk about it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so you can see the edge of the park. It's right there. So like there really isn't a whole lot you get to see up there. You're right. This ride, kind of like the Magic Carpets, but unlike Dumbo, has different controls for each seat. So in Dumbo, you know, you can kind of, I mean, on uh, Aladdin, Magic Carpet, you can tilt. Same kind of thing right. here. The back seat joystick or lever, if you will, controls the Triceratop tilting forward and backward. And then the one in the front lets you choose whether you're going up or down. Or I like to do it where I just kind of like go quick back and forth between up and down to make everyone in the in the dinosaur sick. <laughs> it really adds to your, your trip there. You got to make it. A, listen, if they don't it give really you a thrill ride, you got to make it a thrill ride. That's right. If you don't feel like you need to throw up when you're done, you didn't do it right. You did it wrong. It's not fast pass plus eligible for when we're starting to do fast passes again. It's just standby line only. That should tell you something right there. Only. Uh, <laughs> for the how it's changed section, I have, it hasn't. It hasn't really yeah. changed. It's been open 18, 19, it'll be 19 years this year. And other than some probable... I feel like they probably painted it. Like yeah, I was going to say, other than some paint jobs, which are likely for any attraction, right? right? Yeah, Especially one that right. gets beaten down by the sun all day long. Yes. In that's the really concrete it. lot. Speaking of concrete lots and getting beaten down in the sun, this is not a great ride if you're if you run warm. Um, the queue is all outdoors. Yes, it's covered, but it's still outside. Right. Um, unlike Dumbo, where you're kind of in that indoor like play place thing while you're waiting. But yeah. much like the magic carpets, it's all it's all outside. And then of course, when you're on the ride, you're in the direct sunlight. There's no there's no shade. Unlike the teacups, you know, where at least there's a cover. 
Yeah. Am I wrong to say I feel like the pavement is different over there? It is set to look a little older. Like the, the pavement there looks more like a parking lot pavement. Yeah. Like so that's it has the, the bigger I'm rocks black. mixed right, so in with like the blacktop. That's what kind of makes me think of it as like hotter. Yes. Over there and more like old because it has that like it was almost like, I don't know, let's just find some pavement we've got left in the back and <laughs> Well, over in that they say it's part of the that. part of the story, right? That it's okay. they they okay. use they well, converted their sense. parking lot to be a carnival. Which I don't know if this happens near where you live, but and I don't really know so much here. But back for sure in New York and Connecticut, yeah. they literally would put carnivals in parking lots. Well, they have, yeah, they have that here. Okay, uh, but I guess but then it makes you think. You don't really think about the pavement in any other like place, really, because you don't really recognize really, it. It's just. That was so different that you're like, oh, this is like the area where it's like parking lot. Yeah. Well, most of the other, most of the parks just have concrete, right? Yeah. Like it's not really not a like blacktop. I mean, yeah. yeah, just regular pavement. But obviously, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are other parts of the park that have different types of flooring or ground for different reasons. But this is like straight up parking lot blacktop. Right. Right. Uh, the other, really, the only other thing I want to mention about this attraction, oh, I didn't talk about um, that it's one minute and 30 seconds long, which, by the way, is the is the key, is the number, is the magic number of uh, ride duration. And uh, mm-hmm. I think somehow, and there are 16 Triceratops. 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 So that's, what is that, 32, 64? 16 Sarahs. That's about 64 guests if every dinosaur is full at a time. Wasn't Sarah from Land Before Time a Triceratops? That was why her name was Sarah. I think so. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to look it up. Okay, good. Look it up. Um, The one other thing I want to mention is the ride music because they play regular music, meaning not Disney music. Whoops, not Disney music. Kind of like another, oh, like this is just a, I guess it goes along with the storyline. But And some of the songs, so I found a list of songs that can come on while it's playing and I was watching some YouTube videos of it just to see, like, when they say that the songs are playing, is it like a remix of it? Like, no, it's just a straight up song. Like, it's yeah. it's not like a, you know how they Disneyfy it and they put some, like, dings and bells and, like, it's some instrumental. Like, no, it's literally someone goes on an iPod and it's play. By the way, do I, people still have iPods? Um, Yes, yeah, some people do. I, I don't think. know. Some iPod hippies. Anyway, uh, um, you sorry, can. Sorry, I interrupt, I interrupt this broadcast to yes. say that, yes. Sarah is a Triceratops, and her name is actually spelled C-E-R-A, because that's how it's like in the middle of Triceratops. Triceratops. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. Just it's... looking at her makes me want to cry. <laughs> um. Anyway, some of the songs you can hear on the attraction, I think, are kind of like funny. Some of them are more classic, like American Pie and Glory Days. But Crocodile Rock is one of them, which is kind of funny because, like, you know, animals. Right. Um, life is a highway. Animals, because <laughs> you know, Animal Kingdom. Um, life is a highway because you know is... the road is basically a highway. Yeah, I thought that was funny too. They also play a Phantom of the Opera song. What? What? That's what I said. Um, they they go with some old school Queen and play Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay By the that. way, old school Queen is what they called me in middle school, and that's not that's not true. It's inaccurate. That's your drag name. That's false information. That's a better drag name. Yeah. And uh, I thought the funniest song on this list was Skater Boy. She said, see you yes. later, boy. Um, hmm. And I think, Avril. well, yeah, I thought that I was like, how did Avril, you know what? I wonder if when people, like if she gets interviewed, you know, how do you measure your success? Not like how many albums did you sell or what was it like being on TRL back in the day? It's, you know what? Your song gets played it's on the Triceratops, Triceratops attraction. Did. 
it's Animal Kingdom. Yes. By the way, one of my I have to have make an aside comment about the Skater Boy song by Avril Lavigne, um, lyricist to the stars. Um, let's see. It's one, two, three, four, five, six lines in. So, and the, by the way, the lines are like three or four words long, right? Um, yeah. It says, "What more can I say?" And then she goes on to have the whole other three three quarters of a song about it. So it's like, well, what do you really mean there? She did have more to say. Yes. And back that to your regularly scheduled program. There was a rhetorical question yes. in there. <laughs> Probably. Anyway, that is, with a little That's extra it. Avril Lavigne sprinkled in there, that is your deep dive into the Triceratops spin. Not a lot going on there, huh? No. Well, we're going to head over to Magic Kingdom. Um, okay, I thought there'd be more at this. I guess there's enough, but I think con- it's just hard with um, comparing it to everything else we've done because yeah. there's so much history with everything we've done. So I still thought a lot of these a lot of these things were cool, but I'll start with what Disney says. Okay. By the way, it is called the Prince Charming Regal Carousel. Ooh. And I got a lot of my information from Wikipedia and also from WDWinfo.com. So there's some things in there. Uh, okay, what Disney says. It says, ride atop a regal steed and gallop through a whirling backdrop of wondrous color and whimsical music. Enjoy a royal spin. Climb aboard one of 90 wood-carved ornate horses or one intricately carved chariot at this classic attraction inspired by Disney's Cinderella. Bedecked in golden helmets, decorative shields, and flowing flower garlands and feathers, each beautiful horse is unique. And, oh, there's more. Don't worry, I'm not done. An authentic treasure. Prince Charming Regal Carousel was built in 1917 by the Philadelphia Toboggan Company. The attraction began life at the Liberty Caros- as the Liberty Carousel at Belle Isle Park in Detroit, Michigan. It's been delighting guests at Walt Disney World since 1971. Did you, did you say bedecked? It says, um, or, oh yeah, it says, it says bedecked. That's not a word I've ever heard before. Me neither. Um, and I want to say it's used somewhere too. Like I saw, there was a word like that when I was looking up stuff about it and I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Maybe I'll cut that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so here we are. They kind of gave away my origin story there. I was a little TO'd, but aspects, um, you know, things we covered. So let's talk about the origin. So the legend has it that Walt Disney was inspired to include a carousel in his parks after taking his daughters to the merry-go-round in LA's Griffith park, hmm. which I feel like I've heard that many times. Yes like it's real like that was one of the things that he loved um was the merry-go-round which there's a lot of debate about merry-go-rounds and carousels and what's the difference who cares (laughs) so he definitely wanted one but this carousel was originally built uh, by the philadelphia toboggan company which i mentioned in 1917 so i love that i'm like think about it y'all that thing is 103 years old how crazy is that that's prehistoric Um, right it was originally known as the liberty carousel um, and then it was, de- and that was delivered to Belle Isle Park in Detroit, Michigan as that. Um, it originally had a 60 foot platform, 72 wooden horses, four chariots and sleighs, and it seated 99 passengers. Oh, this was the word. It says five abreast. I don't know why I didn't know. Like, I don't know what that means. Oh, that means five wide. So like, there are five okay. horses in each row, so to speak. So like, can we just say five wide? It says yeah. five abreast. Five abreast. I guess we're just trying to make it sound fancy. Fancy. Um, so as the 1920s drew to a close, the carousel was actually moved from Michigan to Olympic Park in Irvington, New Jersey. Hmm. So it was known as the Liberty Carousel. It was red, white, and blue and covered in patriotic symbols like the bald eagle and flags. So that was how it was originally decorated. Thus the name Liberty. Um, that makes sense now. Yes. So Disney purchased the Liberty in 1967 and they began renovating it. 
Imagineers crafted the new carousel so that none of the two horses were alike. Hmm. Um, they decorated them with real gold, silver, and bronze. And the refurbishment also included the addition of 18 hand painted scenes from the movie Cinderella. Wow. So that was one of the things they changed it to. Uh, Arrow development in which Disney had purchased like a third interest in 1960 and which had restored the King Arthur carousel for Disneyland produced the new engineering drawings for the mechanism and horses for this one. It was shipped to California first where the horses were stripped and each given a unique design. Molds were made of 18 horses to make fiberglass copies for a new Disney carousel being built for Tokyo Disneyland and also to serve as temporary stand-ins when original wood horses are taken down for repairs. The carousel was in place when the Magic Kingdom in Orlando opened in 1971. So it is an opening day attraction. We're going to talk a little bit about some more like construction info. While it was extensively, extensively refurbished and repainted in 67 to match the Cinderella theme, maidens from the original design can still be seen on the top. So look for those next time you're all over there. Interesting. And it said all 90 horses were painted white because horses are typically associated with heroes. So all of the original horses were carved from maple. One chariot that was originally installed on the Liberty was lost during the refurbishment, but was rediscovered and installed in 1997. So that's the one chariot uh, is original to the Liberty. I'm like, where did they lose that? Yeah, really? Yeah. Um, it says while the carousel was being in, this was a big thing. So while the carousel was being installed at the Magic Kingdom, Roy Disney noticed that the placement was off center with the Cinderella Castle breezeway. Um, and so they moved it eight inches so that it would be center. <laughs> eight inches. I was going to say, when you think about the size of the ride, eight inches not is not a significant measurement, right? Significant in other ways, in other things in life. But what? what does that even mean? <laughs> um, okay. It plays organ-based versions of Disney music during the two-minute ride period. It is a two-minute ride period. Um, Hand-painted scenes from Cinderella can be seen on the top, hence the name Prince Charming. Um, obviously, the vehicle types are horses and a chariot, and it has five rows. Um, the only thing that's changed on this is on June 1st, 2010, the name was changed from Cinderella's Golden Carousel to Prince Charming Regal Carousel. So it was originally called Cinderella's Golden Carousel, and then they changed it to the Prince Charming Regal Carousel. Because men don't um, have enough. Well, it <laughs> says the name change helps tell the rest of the Cinderella story that inspired the carousel. Here's the official story. You want me to tell you real quick? Yeah, please. All right. This is following their fairy tale romance and happily ever after wedding, Cinderella and Prince Charming took up residence in Cinderella's castle. I'm just going to point out that it was her castle, y'all. It wasn't his. Yep. <laughs> With peace throughout the kingdom, Prince Charming had time to practice for jousting tournaments. Uh, in the countryside near the castle, he built a training device of carved horses on which he could practice the art of ring spearing, a tournament event in which a knight rides his horse full speed, lance in hand, toward a small uh, ring hanging from a tree limb with the object of spearing the ring, which I've seen this before. Uh, this event was known by various names throughout the lands, but generally came to be called Carousel. The Carousel device drew the attention of the villagers who wanted to take a turn on this amazing spinning contraption. So Prince Charming had a second Carousel constructed closer to the castle where everyone could take a spin on this wondrous invention. Instead of working knight's training device Sorry, instead of a working knight's training device, however, the new carousel is more befitting its regal location in the castle courtyard. Its rustic training horses replaced with ornately decorated prancing steeds adorned with golden helmets and shields, flower garlands, feathers, and other festoons. Oh. Prince, yeah, festoons. Uh, Prince Charming invites one and all to test their horsemanship skills and to enjoy their own happy ending. 
I, so that was, what I'm looking up what festoons means. <laughs> yes. Let us know. Um, so yeah, that back in 2010 is when they kind of, they like made an official story for it. Um, now let's talk about other cool facts with a Z. Wait, hold on. I, everything I'm, I, I Google the, how do you spell festoons with an F, right? F E S T O O N. Yes. Everything about festoons talks about basically the bags under your eyes. And other festoons. Weird. Weird. It's got to be an old, like a Middle English, not Middle English, like an old word, like a Renaissance word. This, the, the first thing that popped up for me was a chain or garland of flowers, leaves, or ribbons hung oh, in a curve. Oh, there it is now. Festoon. It's a wreath of garland from two points in an architectural, typically a carved ornament depicting conventional arrangements of flowers, foliage, or fruit bound together and suspended by ribbons interesting i don't know were you looking at uh (laughs) i just googled it and then when i went to like a dictionary then i got this festoon (laughs) festoon oh she's kind of creepy Uh, i think you were looking at urban dictionary anyway no uh (laughs) other cool facts so cinderella's horse has been a thing so there are conflicting stories regarding whether one of the horses is cinderella's horse the horse in question is the second rank and is the only one that has a golden bow on its tail Cast members have referred to it as Cinderella's as well as in various Disney publications. So Cinderella has been depicted as riding a horse in various pieces of collectible sculpture and artwork, such as a 2001 limited edition lithograph. Hmm. However, in an interview with Isle Vaught, a park employee responsible for restoring the carousel along with John Hench, she gives, um, sorry, says she gives her own reasons for doubting the veracity of, Cin- of the Cinderella's horse story, namely that Cinderella would not have one on an inner row and that it would be decorated much more elaborately than the others. Also, she stated that Cinderella never rode one in the film. This is true, right? I mean, up to the best yeah, of my knowledge. Said, I don't remember that. Imagineers did not include the story of Cinderella's horse in the 2010 rewriting of the carousel backstory. Well, that cast member just clapped back. I know. So they're basically <laughs> saying... I mean, you know how it goes sometimes with these things. It's like people will, I don't know. You could make up any kind of argument for it, but whatever. There is one that's more ornately, I guess, decorated. If you know what, if it makes you feel better to say that it's Cinderella's horse and you go, you You just go with it. You put on your festoons and you have a good time on that horse. Uh, And then, and then I found the incident. So there's two incidents. Uh, One was kind of, one was last year. Uh, I'm just going to read these real quick. So this is this is the example of like incidents you can look up on Wikipedia. So okay. this one said, on December 12th, 2010, a 77-year-old woman with pre-existing conditions collapsed after exiting. She later died due to the incident. My God. Can I have a... <laughs> just by the way, and as a side note, December 12th, 2010 was the day I met Nicole. But anyway. Oh my gosh. Weird. Happy thoughts. Yes. Happy thoughts. Um, and then the other one was on January 30th of 2019, a 69-year-old man fractured his hip while getting off the ride. Now, that's not their fault. That's I mean, not their no, fault. But Neither of those are their fault. But one, it's of, just, one of the long-standing pastimes of elderly is to break hips, though, to be, to be mean, fair. I'm like, was this guy on one of the horses? Because no, if you're guy. older, you definitely shouldn't be on the horse. Poor guy. But, yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe we don't do a whole show on incidents. <laughs> right it's like oh r.i.p all these people yeah i don't Uh, want people to get hurt but unless it's funny like it has to be a comical fall for it to be worth talking about i think but i mean things that are funny are probably not being reported in the news like that yeah someone slipped on a banana peel oh even then i'd rather see it than talk i were doing one star disney reviews because they're just people's stupid opinions losing their minds 
funny. Yeah. I'm excited for my one star review that would have coming up later. Can't wait. People. Um, and so, yeah, that's it for the carousel. Okay. Um, enjoy. It's very old. I think that's pretty cool. For a while, I thought someone had told me that it was like the oldest uh, running one in America, but it is actually not. There's like, uh, there's a few that were, there's actually a lot that were built in the 1800s that are still running today. Hmm. So, For the carousel I used to operate when I was a ride operator at that amusement park, we would stand for the longest time on the inside of the carousel. So like that yeah. was where our start and stop button was. So that meant uh, that when the ride was like, we would load our guests on. And then while I would, we'd go into the center, which again, we were now surrounded by the carousel. People would right. open the gate to try to get on because they see people on the ride. So like, it became a whole thing. It wasn't until much later they put the, the control box outside. But the fun yeah. part was um, the <laughs> actually two fun things. This is going to give you a window in how weird I am. One of the poles that was holding up the attraction would vibrate depending on like how many people are in things. So it would be like a back massager. So I would lean up against it and get a nice free back massage in between my shoulder blades. Yeah, we stand for eight, eight or nine hours a day. You need it. And then um, when the, when it would stop, you had to time it right to get back on the attraction so that you could stand on it while it's still a motion to get people to stay seated. And yeah. we've had we had team members who would miss and they'd get bonked in the head. And oh this is what I think about. So whenever I hear carousel, I always just think like, man, people have to hop on it. And then duh, eventually they put the, the box on the outside. Do you ride, do you ride the one at uh, Magic Kingdom? Um, generally speaking, I'm not against it. We didn't do it this weekend. It just was really hot. And I was, um, yeah. was we were really leaning towards attractions that were at least partially indoor, if not completely honestly only been on it a couple times and it's just not something that we're like because the line's always long and we're like no it's not worth it for like it's like i mean there, done that. nowadays the line wasn't wrong there was to me there was just something that seemed more high touch about a carousel horse versus oh, other yeah. attractions sure. so i was like you know what it's not necessary even though i know they're cleaning them i just it's like what's the point right now if there was like more times where we had downtime and we're like kind of waiting to kill time and there's yeah. not a long line, I'd probably totally. do it more. But I just feel like it's, it is one of those things where, I mean, kids love it. They do kids love it. I mean, I, I liked carousels like as a kid. Anything spinning, carpets and Dumbo and all that stuff. So Speaking of anything spinning and whether or not people like it, we have our last attraction in our deep dive of spinning rides of Disney World. Um, this brings us to a attraction with a great acronym Alien swirling saucer, sauce saucers. Put it, put it together yourself. I'm ah. laughing because in my notes it says alien swirling sauces, which I would that would be something I'd put on a pizza. I'm gonna throw this out there of of the spinning rides. This one's probably my favorite. Really? Sorry, okay. Well, I think it's so fun. It's 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 definitely a spinning attraction, but it's different for sure than the Triceratops, Magic Carpets, Dumbo. A spinning whipping attraction. Yeah, it's a whip. It's a whipper. And I, uh, I highly recommend doing this with the holiday layover. Yes. Oh, wait, hold on. Let's it's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My gosh. I'm just saying, that's Spoilers my left and right. Okay. So Disney has this to say about this attraction in Toy Story Land. Uh, that's what they say. That's all it says. Next. No, Disney says this. The cutest extraterrestrials in the galaxy have landed and they're taking you for a ride. Honestly, that sounds like something I don't want to do. It sounds like a lot of probing <laughs> is happening. <laughs> Power up the saucers for an interstellar romp through space while futuristic tunes set the mood for you to for be a, probed. So the ride itself yeah, is a romp in space. Yes. No, no thanks, Disney. Yeah, no thanks. Keep your keep let me <laughs> mm, back I'm making up. myself laugh. 
Yes. Um, I'm in charge of my romp. Remember that. So the ride is themed as a play set that Andy won at Pizza Planet. You may remember Pizza Planet from the Toy Story movie. You board a rocket or a spaceship and you whirl through Pepperonia, which is the, I don't know if they want to call it a galaxy or like a space country. You like that? Um, And the whole point of this is that you're riding this in the hopes of being chosen by... The Claw. The Claw, yes. This uh, opened June 30th of 2018 when Toy Story Land made its debut uh, about two years ago now, right? A little over two years ago. Yep. Pizza Planet references are everywhere. Obviously, the theme of this is that Andy won this game and he built it in his backyard or he, like, you know, plays, plays with it in his right. backyard. Um, and they make their Pizza Planet references with a lot of pizza. There's pizza all over the place. You can see the guards standing outside the queue. They've got like their lances or like their spears. Or I don't know, like the big weapon with like what would be a blade on the end. But right. instead of a blade or like a sword or whatever, they're slices of pizza. That's how you know they're friendly. What are they guarding if they have pizza? Who knows? They are the guards of the pizza. Pizza gird. They just want pizza, y'all. Just give them pizza. I mean, that's the Ninja, the Ninja Turtles had it right. Where's the pizza? There are globes or planets in the middle of each platform, and it's the same planet that you see as the pizza planet, like the yellowish orb with the red rings around it with the mushroom slices and pepper slices, you know, pizza toppings. Those are seen everywhere. The ride vehicles themselves have a rocket on it, and instead of the actual rocket ship being depicted, it's a pizza slice with the red wings coming out and a trail of, like, you know, like the flame behind it. And stuff. So pizza everywhere. It's almost kind of funny if you just stand around and look and be like, oh, there's more pizza. More pizza. Mm -hmm. The queue itself is full of toys. Some of them are, quote, I put it in quotes, oversized. But the point of Toy Story is for us to feel like we're one of the toys. So it's really sized more than it is oversized, if that makes any sense. You'll see one, among the things you'll see, you'll see one of Buzz's laser guns. So not quite the blaster that you pick up and use at Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. It's closer to the blaster you have at the version in Disneyland. Okay. Uh, but I mean, you would know it by looking at it. Like, that's clearly a Buzz Lightyear ray gun, so to speak. Right. So you got those things floating around out there around the queue, among other things. Obviously, there are different toys that Andy used to create the line queue itself and the bushes and stuff were all kind of shaped in a certain way. This is the same ride system as Mater's Junkyard Jamboree at Disney California Adventure, if you've been on it or seen it in a video or something. Also, the Happy Ride with Baymax at Tokyo Disneyland. Same, these are the, It's the same technology used at all three locations, just skinned differently, obviously. Yes. We talked about how this isn't the spinning experience you'd have actually at really any of the attractions yeah. we've mentioned so far. It's really unique. It's so not like, It's not like teacups, and it's not like you know dumbo or triceratops yeah. it's like its own kind of it's thing. Its own thing and you, unlike dumbo and triceratops you never leave the ground you're grounded the whole time which is how it is in the teacups but instead of you controlling the vehicle you're sitting in a stationary thing and the cart that you're in kind of sways left and right a little bit so when sometimes yeah. when you're like banking a turn you get whipped yes um around and and if you ever want to be mesmerized maybe it's just me because i'm easily entertained but if you stand outside the attraction and watch the cars when they switch tracks, I think it's fascinating because obviously it's designed to line up perfectly, right? But you, sometimes it looks like it's not going to do it, right? And of course it does because no. it's a big machine. Right. 
It's awesome. Yeah, it's interesting to kind of see it because you're like, how does this work? Yes. Because we're like spinning and we're whipping. And yeah, because it's like three, I think it's three platforms that are all, you wind up going among them. It's just, it's so, to me, it's so fascinating yeah. looking. It's awesome. I don't know why this ride just makes you, it just makes me giggle the whole time. Can I tell you, in reading all of the descriptions, different how different websites, different blogs describe the ride, a lot of them talked about the giggle factor. And I it is I true. I don't know what it is about it. Like yes. you just think it's funny because you're like flinging into each other in the car. Like you, it is, there is like some strategy to like, don't put the little person on the like inside because yeah, you don't want to squish them. But I don't know what it is. It just made us giggle. And the or first time we did it. Do what? put them on the inside if you hate them. Or do put them on the inside. Yeah. Yes. Um, but the first time Doug and I did it was with the overlay and I don't know what it was. We just were giggling the whole time. <laughs> I think it's, you know, it's not something I would wait a long time for this no. is like 20 minutes but if you do want to get a giggle especially if you're there with kids who want to do a kind of lower thrill version of a spin ride because yeah. i didn't i did not get dizzy on this attraction and if i was on a teacup really spinning it i would for sure feel dizzy no, i don't so, even ride the teacups because i'm like i know i'm gonna get dizzy yeah it's that, not but. worth it but this is this is okay this is probably the threshold this like hits my threshold for a quote yeah. spinning attraction and they're right cute i mean the queue line they've got stuff to do yeah, stuff to look at. I mean, it is an outdoor queue. It is covered though, and they have a lot of. I know they have a lot of fans along the way. Yeah. Um, they've got that going like forward. Some toys and stuff to kind of mess yeah, with. Absolutely. You wouldn't be doing that right now. Maybe not right now. In general. The height requirements: thirty-two inches. There are twenty-two ships total. Eleven on each. I don't want to say side, but like yeah, because they interlock, but they don't oh, cross over. So it is yeah. There's right. two sides. Yeah. Um, 11 on each, so the 22 total. They can fit each rocket ship or spaceship or pod, whatever you want to call it, can fit right. up to three adults, obviously depending on sizes. There are some buttons on the spaceship or rocket ship itself, but they don't do anything. No. Just It's kind of strange that you know they put the buttons where they're t touchable, like you can press it, they're pressable buttons, but they, they don't even yeah. change any lights or anything, you know, just something. Yeah. Um, so one last thing about the, this ride before we get into some cool facts, I think yeah. I have well, one cool also, fact. Well, also, I just want to throw in there, also, you're just hooked in with like a seatbelt. Yeah. It's not so exactly. seatbelt that kind of covers yep, you. Exactly. So. And, um, so there's music in this attraction, obviously, like, like you'd think that there would be, like there isn't teacups and, and Dumbo and Triceratops. Unlike Triceratops, this is not just random radio music you'd hear. These are are songs that are considered warped versions of Toy Story classics. So Disney created 10 original compositions based on songs from the Toy Story films. Not just oh. You've Got a Friend in Me, although that is the one that I'm about to let you hear. Um, and of course, they, they're doing it in like an electronic techno style, I guess, would yeah. be the best way to describe it. So if you've never heard it or if you forget what it sounds like, this is something you might hear when you're on this attraction. aliens in the beginning are a little creepy the aliens are my favorite anything they say sounds funny to me like they could literally be like i pooped my pants and i feel like that is the best <laughs> thing ever hilarious <laughs> get them an album everyone yes so, so something about uh the way the aliens talk that just makes me laugh i get it i mean i do get it so obviously not much has changed it's only been open for two years one thing that is different they do a holiday themed overlay in the holidays hopefully they continue that they do have different mm -hmm. music there as well it's holiday music mixed in with lights. their 
the in lights. the toy store. Yeah, they have they have their lights. So kind of like what they do at um, teacups and stuff. It's just a little overlay, a couple of things. They, they uh, a few elements they can add on to the attraction just to change it up a little bit. One other thing about this uh, attraction before we totally wrap up our deep dive on spinning rides of Walt Disney World is the uh, outdoor queue also includes a Buzz Lightyear action figure that you can pose with. Any idea how tall he is? That's right. Do you know how tall he is? Idea how tall he is. I'll tell you. It's 14 feet. So it's a big giant. uh, It's a giant. I would say like nine. Yeah. No, it's it's a big. Yeah, he's it's a big old buzz. I've heard like this. I don't want to say a statistic, but it's like if you wanted to put the Buzz and Woody in a backpack, your backpack would have to be the length of a school bus. It's like interesting wow. to comfortably yeah. fit it or to be like the same proportion right. as what a Buzz Lightyear How backpack would be. Grass supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know because there really isn't grass. Yeah. Um, also, I love the like the fronts of the rockets with the aliens. Yeah. Those are also really fun to take pictures of. You have to do it really quickly, but they're just really fun because they make stupid faces and the way that they sound just, yeah. Love it. I love it. Love it. So thus, it? we are done. We're done. Then with this. If you guys enjoyed your history channel of the Walt Disney World attractions. <laughs> Today's show brought to you in part by listeners like you. That's right. Thank you. And you know what? If there's... <laughs> On the show, we will have. I'm scared. <laughs> I was waiting to see you tell us what's on next week's episode. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know yet, so stay tuned. It's still early. We're still working on this episode. Thank you for coming. Thanks <laughs> for being here. We'll see you next week. <laughs> um, you know, if there's a if there's a subject or a series of things that you want to have us do a deep dive on, please let us know. I mean, we'll come up with something, but I, I am kind of curious to see what you all want to hear. Feel free to DM us or comment on one of our photos with that info if you'd like. Oh, should we talk about some news? Yeah, let's jump into those nugs. News nuggets. Dip them in your sauce and put them in your mouth. Put those nuggets right in your mouth. Hey, look, I just, yeah. just want to point out that my watch just went off and said that I've reached my goal, my activity goal today. I've literally just been sitting here talking. <laughs> You've been so, talking with your hands. Really great, everyone. If you <laughs> must know. Um, do you want me to go first? I just have a little news nug. Yeah, I have, I have a little teeny nug. You can go ahead first. Uh, just a little teeny nug. Christmas in July. It's the first look at Mary. Uh, so it says Mary New Holiday themed products. Hmm. So they're basically just, um, I guess this was at the end of last week, maybe, but you know, we haven't talked since then. Yeah. So they've just shown you what's going to come out for this season with the holiday collection. Uh, there's some new ornaments coming that I love. The new sketchbook ornament fairytale moments. There's, uh, a frozen one. There's a Moana one. There's a Pocahontas oh, one. Pocahontas. Tiana, Jasmine, and Ariel. And these are like all different things that I've never seen before. So, all right. Obviously, they're new, but I'm like even just the poses, because um, they have like Ariel sitting in a bed. So that's what? 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 <laughs> I think it's the bed from like Eric's castle, like oh, when okay. she's in the room. Um, and then they have like Tiana on like the terrace of Tiana's place. They have Jasmine sitting at the uh, the fountain outside. They also have a, I guess it's a 50th anniversary sketchbook of the Aristocats. They have an 80th anniversary of Fantasia. And then they have a 25th anniversary of Toy Story where they have like four characters. It's Woody, Buzz, Bo Peep, and um, what's the T-Rex? Rex? Rex. I was like, I don't, why can't I think of his name? <laughs> I just went blank. Uh, 25th anniversary, but they're standing in the window, like Andy's window. So that one's actually really cute. 
And then, as always, they uh, have the new Star Wars advent calendar, the Lego advent calendar. Really? So that one, they're showing you like previews of all this stuff um, that's coming out. And then there's a couple other things too listed here uh, just for the holidays. But, you know, just to give you a little pep in your step to let you know that Christmas is coming still. Uh, the pandemic hasn't taken that from us. No. It's taking everything else it feels like. But it's okay. taking Black Friday, I've heard. That's right. It is taking Black Honestly, Friday. Honestly, good. That. That's probably for yeah, the best. I'm okay with that. I said they're probably going to do what everyone else started to do last year, which is... Be nice. Black, well, Black Friday deals are pretty much the deals all month. Yes. So, I don't know, but it will be very interesting. Yeah, but I need, I need a new TV, so let's hope those deals there come around. There you go. There you go. We'll look for you. Doug will help you look for one. Just good. let him know. We can. Um. A uh, quick news nugget on masks. So this is not official or anything, but a health officer for the Florida Department of Health strongly believes it'll be at least until 2021 that we're wearing masks here in Disney. I mean, you probably were thinking it, or maybe you were yeah. worried if you're trying to figure out what to do with masks while you're traveling here, but it seems like it's going to be. And I think that's a safe bet because even if a vaccine came out tomorrow, it's going to take it's going to take some time yeah. before we're all comfortable. Because the fall is what... I mean, even in the beginning, I feel like everyone was saying, well, it'll probably kind of die down a good bit in the summertime, and then it'll be back really strong in the fall because of the weather. And I'm like, well, it didn't die down in the summer. Yes. So I'm interested to see what the fall is actually going to look like yes. now. Although if you heard about that party in Jackson, New Jersey, where someone had 700 people over their house and none of them were socially distancing or wearing masks, it really has nothing to do with the heat. That just has to do with stupidity, it turns yeah. out. Do we know how many of those people got COVID? I don't know. I'm, they're not exactly uh, forthcoming with information about what happened to them. I'm sure they're a little, maybe, hopefully they're embarrassed. Otherwise. Also, who has a house big enough for seven? They rented people? one on Airbnb. That's also, what I heard who anyway. Has, who has an Airbnb big enough for <laughs> not, seven Not this, not this guy over oh here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Not this guy. We're in the wrong business, apparently. Seriously. We really need this podcast to take off, you guys. So if yeah, y'all could just this with your friends you know what i am not successful until they play my song on triceratops which is how avril living knows she's successful or until i can have a house where i can invite 700 people of my closest friends over that's very true anyway all right let's go back in time i want you to go first because okay. i'm gonna pour my heart I, out into mine i'm going all the way back to 1995 Ooh. Which was a long time ago which sadly that just sounds sad um a groundbreaking took place for the for Disney's newest Florida theme park, which was Disney's Animal Kingdom oh. this week. So this is the largest the largest of all of Disney's theme parks. It opened in April of 98, but this was the groundbreaking. Yeah. So 1995. So it took them three years. Yeah, just about three years. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm not yeah. going to go all the way back to 1995, but it will go back to 2009 when the skies opened up and the light shone down on the resort oh. known as Bay Lake Tower over at Disney's Contemporary Resort. I can't believe it's been that long. I remember that when they were... the peanut butter pie was born or was the peanut butter pie born before that? I don't know. So the peanut butter pie is in Contempo Cafe, the main cafeteria. cafeteria. I'm going to need a history on the peanut butter pie, Greg. I don't even know where to go for that because no one really cares about it except me. I'm not you saying other people don't like it. People like it. You go there and you tell them you're doing a school report. Yeah. I don't <laughs> on know. It. I'm you sure grown up has grown... This grown man walks in with facial hair. Hey, I'm doing a book report. I'm doing a little school You're like, report. I want to know how far back this recipe goes. Just let yeah. me know. And also, can I have the recipe? And I Thank assume you. it's from Lillian Disney. She whipped it up That's in the kitchen while Walt was working. I mean, just saying. Probably. <laughs> so uh, this was the first resort in 20 years at the on the monorail loop, so to speak. So obviously yeah. the monorail doesn't go through Bay Lake Tower like it does the right. contemporary, but you can still take the monorail to get to it. 
Yes. It has 295 villas. It is a Disney Vacation Club resort. Don't have to be a member to stay there, but if you are a member, you can use your points there. Yes. This has the one that has the lounge called the Top of the World Lounge with the seven-layer cake, which has oh. its own special place in my heart right next to the peanut butter pie. Not above or below, just next to. I have a special place in my heart, but only because of you, I think. Okay. It, it's, it's good. It's a good cake, but I, I am more about the experience. Was it with you that. where we were, the the guy, there was like a bunch of like teenage boys yes. trying to yes. like be so cool? Like, waiting for our table. Yes. We were like, we're, we're going to make sure they don't we get will, our table. We'll fight you. It was a fun experience. Meanwhile, now they're all on TikTok and the millionaires probably because that's what teenagers also, do. Also, like the whole experience of, I think it was like the second time we had seen each other. Could be, yeah. It may have honestly been the first. Could be. And we had amazing cake and then we all went out on the terrace and we watched Happily Ever After from there. And so it was yes. just a really magical time. Yeah, it was. I mean, being with me is always a magical time. Just ask uh, Nicole. Okay, now I take it. Now okay. I take it. <laughs> Um, before we get into our one-star reviews, I, um, have been, I've, I've, I've finally been using my key fob, uh, yes. specifically the vintage Walt Disney World one. And I got some nice pics of it at the park. And if you follow World Traveler Trading Co. on Instagram, she, re uh, Stephanie recently posted a photo of the cast member one. And I took that photo. It's not my, just to be clear, those are not my fingernails. Nicole held up the key fob there in front of the casting door. But if you see it, that's uh, that's our key fob strap. I do want to throw out too that they are useful. They're yeah. not just for Disney decoration. They're a Disney decoration, but also useful. I literally like stick my hand through them every day to carry my keys because yeah. I'm always carrying like a million things in and out of the door when I go to and from work. So I actually love the fact that they're big enough where you can like actually carry your keys by that, if that makes sense. Yes. Right now I have my Space Mountain one on, uh, but I think I'm going to switch over to my Spaceship Earth one soon. So I will have to try and get a photo of that. I'm really terrible about it, but World Traveler Trading Co. on Instagram. Yes. Uh, it's an Etsy store, correct? Yes. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. And you can use our code, which is that Park Life, for a little discount, y'all. A little little cheddar coming off the top. Get your stocking stuffers now. Yes, stock that stuffing. No, <laughs> don't stock that stuffing. Stuff that they're, stocking. They're, uh, <laughs> they're a great little addition for gifts and stuff, too. So Yeah. Get yourself one and get your, your bestie one. And now, for the classiest time of that Park Life podcast, we bring you Beth's Brainchild, One Star Disney Reviews. Classic with a K. Classic with a K, yes. You go first this time. Okay. Um, I, uh, this is, this is, I almost chose this for the first time we did it, and I didn't. This is my runners-up because it's, it's just outrageous. And people have, people have too much time on their hands. Yes, they do. To complain, right? This is from Bridget. Last name starts with an E as an Edward. Don't know what her actual last name is. Good old mm -hmm. Bridget says, Something about Disney brings out the cynic in me. I was tempted to graffiti the walls in saccharine, saccharine hues, decoupage Mickey Mouse with Splenda packets, and force Snow White to have a makeover. <laughs> Ad nauseum. So she wanted to do those things repetitively. Not to mention the, quote, real Little Mermaid doesn't get the prince and ends up in, perper in perpetual limbo. To me, this place is asking for torture. I'm sorry. To me, this place is akin to torture. I'd rather get a root canal. Magic Kingdom, my golden ass. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently her ass is gold. It's, okay. You know what? If I If my booty was gold, I would say whatever I want, like Bridget over here. 
what is her thing about Ariel? She she claims that Ariel or the Little Mermaid doesn't get the prince and ends in perpetual limbo. But I don't know what whether it's you're because- talking about the Voyage of the Little Mermaid show or the attraction. In both of those, Ariel winds up with the prince. Maybe it could be because when you see her at her grotto, she's by herself and not with the prince. She's allowed to and have some like, spare time. This is Doug's like biggest argument about characters in the park. Yeah. Is that you don't meet them as they are like after their story. You meet them like in the middle of their story. So like when you're meeting like Belle, typically when she's in her like blue dress and stuff and it's like, okay, well, but she's like the princess now. She should be in her like gown. Like, well, when you meet, Belle, you meet I understand because Belle can go back to her roots and be n- n- right. uh, nose in the book. But you're right about Ariel because she is not a mermaid. She gave up her... And then Rapunzel, Rapunzel cut her hair and has short hair at the end of the thing. So that's tough. So that's kind of interesting there. Maybe her hair grew back out, but it didn't regain its powers and it's not that color. Oh my gosh, we have an expert here on Rapunzel. (laughs) He's just being very literal when it comes to like, how does that work with with that? (laughs) I I get it. I get it. I get it. So I just, I, I, you know what? I don't know much about decoupaging. But I never thought to decoupage Mickey with Splenda packets. Yeah, no. I also like that she went for the sugar alternative too. She really just yeah. was digging that knife deep into the oh into our God, wounds. It's a Splenda packet. Splenda. Thanks, oh, Bridge. Thanks, Bridge. Okay, um, mine come. Mine's a little bit longer, so it comes from Danny in Azusa, California. Danny L says uh, the title of this is Mission Nausea. <laughs> I remember when my kids were five and six and I took them on the orange ride and they loved it. I thought it was just okay. Ten years later, I took them to Epcot and this ride had a 15 minute wait. So my teenagers are begging me to go on this ride and I'm thinking about my experience last time. So I said, okay, as long as we do the green ride. Well, the green ride, the green ride was a 20 minute wait, which to them is like two hours. I tell them they can do the orange one and I'm thinking to myself repeatedly, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. To calm myself down, I try staying positive by thinking, it's Disney, how intense can it be? Oh boy, was I wrong. I started going into total panic mode when I saw the barf bags. I was about to get both me and my kids off that death trap, but the doors closed and it was too late. Then me and my kids immediately got claustrophobic and I'm thinking to myself, oh f- oh f- oh f- <laughs> When the rocket launches to space, I feel like throwing up or having explosive diarrhea and all, <laughs> and all the turns and drops in space too. Getting off the ride, I'm dizzy and nauseous and wish I was in the hotel room. After playing in Epcot for six hours, we head back to it. And just as we get off the bus, I'm like, I need a toilet. I need a toilet. I need a toilet. It's like all like caps with exclamation points. (laughs) Get into my room, run to the bathroom, and I have diarrhea and throw up (laughs) the rest of the night. And that's all because of mission nausea. You think maybe what she ate might have been a factor? Oh, it's a guy. Oh, he what might have been effective for him. Yeah, sorry you're going to do some editing there, but no, that's um, okay. Let that guy that guy needed to express his feelings. He was very intense, and I'm like, I totally agree with you, but that's why I don't ride that ride. Ugh. I did do it one time, and I was like, I thought I was going to have a panic attack, so I was like, I probably shouldn't do this again. Even on like, I never did the most intense one. I just did the like green, but I was like, no thanks. That poor bathroom. Danny, I hope you made it through, and I hope you got home okay. And um, just you know, don't don't ride that anymore. Yeah, next time eat a banana, kind of gross. Yeah, well, you know, you gotta coffee before solidify everything. Gross. And that's why we play this music. When we talk about. That's with a K. 
Classy with a K. We should rename it to Classy with a K One Star Disney Reviews. I kind of like it. We got time. Well, We're It's in the infancy age still. Um, before that's we, what we got that is, yeah, we've got a quote to close out to show the blah, 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 blah. We have a quote to close out the show as usual. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can do so at That Park Life Podcast, or my personal yeah. account is at The Disney Greg. And you need to go to That Park Life Podcast because Greg was giving away secrets today. And if you're not a Patreon, which, hey, guess what? If you want to join our Patreon, you can. Um, we would love for you to join the Patreon because you get some exclusive content from us. Um, yeah. I'm not going to tell you is because it's very secretive but greg was giving away secrets well i'll tell you one thing one i have a few um welcome packages i have to send out so thanks for reminding me i know those uh the the, those are the people that just recently signed up are waiting for those but um i do tend to put some some things on our uh instagram page the way to get access to it is to become a patron then you get access to our close friends posts Mm -hmm. and i took us on a journey today to a semi un uh, you know, lightly attended, not so often seen area of Disney Springs. I will say that. That's all I will say. And something you've seen from the outside, but I brought us into the inside a little bit. That's right. Not to sound scary, but um, also you can find me over at Instagram at the Healthy Hot Mess. Yes. And if you like what you heard today, please feel free to like and subscribe. Head over to iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen to us. Leave us a review. And if you could be so kind as to maybe write in a little description as to why you listened today, what you liked about it. To close out today's episode, I've got a quote from the Sword in the Stone. Yes, I'm pronouncing the W. The Sword Sword in the Stone. Are you ready for a little old school Disney quote? Uh, I hope, I assume everyone said yes. Here we go. For every two, there is a fro. For every stop, there is a go. And that's what makes the world go round. So if this is a stop in your life, maybe there's a go around the corner, so to speak. Thank you, Greg. And that's all we have today on that Park Life podcast. On Join us Park next Life. week. Join us next week as we don't have a topic yet picked out, but we promise we'll have some content for you. Yes. Have a great week. Everyone. Okay. Good. Goodbye.